It's amazing how giving, in turn, gives back to us. I'm excited to introduce you to Isabel on. She'll never come right out and tell you all about the service she does for her community, but I've been amazed by her volunteerism and humble service. Isabel sharing how her Korean family became Catholic and how community played a major role in her spiritual growth. Plus, we had a good laugh over being self-proclaimed weirdos. Welcome to Rise and Come Alive, a community for Christian businesswomen. This is our place to connect. Together, we'll explore stories of incredible individuality, authentic femininity, and bold revival. I'm Lauren Sawyer, and as my mom would say, I'm your hostess with the mostess. Here's your invitation to open your mind and heart to new words or ideas. Join me on this journey where we'll learn and support each other. It's time to celebrate living vibrant lives of faith. So we're here with Isabel Ahn, who is a senior software engineer at Capital One, but no, ladies and gentlemen, they did not give her pre-access to the Taylor Swift tour. And also my friend that we met through a young adult Catholic event in New York City, welcome. Oh, I'm, oh, you're recording. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I just and now, and now you just say hello, hello. <laughs> Amazing. We're getting warmed up. It's fine. And speaking of warming up, we've got a couple of questions for that. And the first is, what is a simple pleasure bringing you joy right now? The fall weather is starting now, and so the weather is getting cooler. So I've been able to take my outdoor walks more. So it's really nice to get the cardio in, and um, and I'm able to. Do rosary walks or just you know walk without thinking and it's just been really nice you know the breeze and yeah just walking around town that does sound nice does anyone ever like say anything to you when you're doing a rosary walk no i usually use like a one decade thing that just kind of like hides in my thigh oh, between my fingers so the one decade i like it that's smart there's also rosary rings that's true i do wear one but i can't seem to tell the difference between the b <laughs> yes! and the cross because they're both round and yeah. so it becomes like an infinite <laughs> infinite decade <laughs> oh my god for sure yeah i've had this problem i'll like i pray the rosary when i'm running and then i'm like oh no i lost count again <laughs> you do it while running yeah it's pretty impressive no but otherwise how am i supposed to run because i really hate it and i'm like i'm offering uh... it up for the lord <laughs> I like Orange Theory. I literally like pray the rosary while I'm running on the treadmill. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I'll do like a little tiny sign of the cross during like the glory be. And I always <laughs> wonder if anyone ever noticed I'm praying when I run and I'm like, this is it. This is what I got. <laughs> I've been holding on to this one. I'm I'm already hyping it up. Like it's like a great simple pleasure. But it's the fact that I went to the dentist recently and they gave me a Tiffany Blue toothbrush. Oh, wow. And that's my simple pleasure. I chose oh, to find joy nice. in that because I literally was like, oh, I really like this color. And you know, when you're a kid and you're like, oh, what color do you want? And you're like, I want pink. Like, I was like, yes, they gave me a good color. I still want pink. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm holding on to it as if it's like the best simple pleasure I've ever. But it does bring me joy every day when I brush my teeth. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Thank you. Great. Uh, I love it. What is a habit that helps you rise? Yeah, so it's a habit I um, started last Lent. Um, So what I did was wake up 30 minutes to an hour before I actually have to wake up. 
And then I would um, immediately make my bed. I would sit in my little prayer corner that I have in my room. And then I would do the morning prayer. I would sometimes do the rosary. If I have time, I'll do a little bit of spiritual reading. And it was such a game changer in my daily routine. And it really helped me be more productive at work too. And it was just a, such a more meaningful way to start my day. Just, you know, being in the presence of the Lord. Yeah, super nice. How, what's like the setup of the prayer corner? Oh, it's literally like a couch. Um, mm-hmm. And I have a little like baked candle like this. Yeah, so it's just it's just that perfect. Literally just a, a one person couch. Um, Don't gotta overcomplicate it. Mm-hmm. My habit that helps me rise. I am going with protein shakes this week because I haven't been in the mood to make breakfast, mm. but like I need to have breakfast. And so, in honor of Victoria Peck Gray, who is my guest, I've been following her Instagram, and she recommended putting oats in your protein shake for extra mm. fiber oats you said yes mm-hmm. like oatmeal mm-hmm. so i've been doing that and i just feel i'm like i'm so healthy i have my fi- protein fat and fiber as i've learned wow yeah it, it enriches my life to have these guests so i'm excited to learn about your life too i'm picking up great habits what is a song that helps you come alive song that helps me come alive is gratitude by brandon lake brandon lake man it's wonderful. He's so good. Mm-hmm. My song is Joy by Ben Rector, but specifically the choir room version. How could you not love a song called Joy? And I have a fun fact for you. Yeah. He had a Muppet created for his tour and its name is Joy. Oh. Yeah. It's like a giant red fuzzy thing. That's super cute. Joy would come out and play the piano at his con- on his concert. The Muppet? Yeah. Oh. I mean, it wasn't really the Muppet, but it would be like, right, yeah. yes, like someone playing the piano. Oh, and It would look like it was the Muppet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I'm super excited to have you on the podcast. We haven't really given context of like your background and everything, other than, you know, we're both young adults and we met in New York. But I think it's really interesting to me how faith has been an important part of your life and you've influenced your family's faith as well. And so I'm excited to hear about your faith journey today. Yeah. So I um, was not born Catholic. My family, actually, we were not Catholic. My aunt, who went to a Catholic school in in Korea. So um, I was born and raised in Korea. My family, my family we immigrated over when I was in the third grade. Um, but yeah, to my knowledge, uh, it was my aunt, my dad's older sister, who baptized him. And then she evangelized our family, like my mom especially. Um, and she became a very devout Catholic. She definitely had an open heart. It was definitely God working through uh, my aunt to my mom's heart. She was such a great model of prayer. Um, I know she's been praying the rosary like 10 decades a day for the past 20 years. Um, wow. And that, you know, seeing that every single day, you know, even as a little girl, it does definitely shape, you know, inform me. I don't think I was very well catechized until college, though. It was through Focus um, at my school. And with Focus Missionaries, with uh, the Bible study girls that I was, you know, seeing every week, um, going to Seek Conference was a big, mm-hmm. big thing. Um, yeah. So for anyone who doesn't know, Fellowship of Catholic University Students. Yes, they're the best. Yeah. Shout out. That is technically the event we met at. It was an alumni event because mm-hmm. I went on one of their mission trips. I was not lucky enough to have it on my campus, but love that you did. So you got involved. Yep. So they definitely helped me to grow in my faith. I started attending Mass daily and, oh my gosh, we had um, the oratory 
um, and the Newman Center together. And so we had perpetual adoration and that was so, such, such a gift. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So we, I would see students there like all throughout the day. Um, their basement was the Newman Center. So like, you know, students would be studying, they would be playing, playing the piano or there's a library there. Um, people would be playing like pool or ping pong. So it was just very active and it was so beautiful to see all those um, people my age, um, you know, just on fire for the Lord. It was definitely a great experience there. Yeah. Is that something that you ever like had the thought of finding a Catholic community in college or just kind of happened? Oh, it was definitely God's providence. Like it was my community advisor in my dorm who like, kind of brought me to that. Um, she invited me to the freshman woman Bible study and that's how I got started. Um, I did not even have my own Bible going to school. I did mm-hmm. not have my own Bible when she, when we had our first Bible study, I didn't know where to turn. I did not know there were four gospels. Um, yeah, so I, it wasn't my book. It, I didn't know where to go. I didn't know how to, you know, chime in on the conversations that we had. Um, but you know, God forms you wherever you are. And, you know, it, I am who I am now, um, because of all those really beautiful people that I met. So yeah, that's really awesome. I'm, I really appreciate that you shared that because I definitely been that person too, who it's like, okay, and open to this chapter. And you're like, especially in the old Testament, it's like, I actually don't know exactly where that is. And so, yeah, it's like, everybody has to start from somewhere. And that's really cool that you showed up and you were like, well, I guess this is where I'm starting from. (laughs) Yeah. And then, you know, from all those experiences, you know, I came home to New Jersey again and I was so uh, ready to, um, I guess, do the same for the younger people at my parish and the adults in my community. Um, It was definitely really hard. I felt so, so out of place. Um, I felt like a weirdo, you know, like, you know, felt like a Catholic nerd uh, at times and, especially because the communities that I tend to these days, um, they're really cultural Catholics. You know, they, okay. they go to mass if they want to, they come to mass to hang out. They come to mass to go drinking afterwards. Um, and the word God or faith or those just are not mentioned at all. And so when I do mention it, I feel like a weirdo. I feel like I don't belong here. You know, very different than the community that I had in college. Well, I definitely experienced that and then moved into just being like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to just be weird, I guess. <laughs> yeah. um, and also, I know that that passion for the youth led you to being a volunteer director of religious education during the pandemic, no less. Um, yeah, so the priest, it wasn't really like I volunteered. I was voluntold. Um, I said no at first, <laughs> but it really was because of, you know, the lack of volunteers. And um, yeah, just that, you know, I guess God saw um, a need in this community. And I go to a Korean church, a Korean Catholic church. So, you know, those churches, they're very much not as well funded and, um it runs entirely on volunteers. So, wow. yeah, yeah. So I was a the DRE for two years, um, very incompetent. And it was during the pandemic. So it's like, you know, no one told me like how to do something online. No one told me like how to get the registration or how to, you know, direct the whole, whole youth retreat or get the first communion kids ready for their, you know, sacrament or the confirmation kids ready for the sacrament. And oh my goodness, 
the second year that I was DRE, we had so many teachers quit because of burnout from wow. the pandemic. And we were trying to bring everybody back to the church in person. Um, and we did not have enough catechists. So I was teaching confirmation at the same time as being DRE. It was so rough. How did you like get through that? Were you able to find support? Yes. So I'm really close with um, a few Salesian sisters and, you know, they tend to use, you know, that's their job and that's their charism. And so they definitely helped me, you know, for my own faith journey and going through um, all these difficult times. And yeah, they were definitely a huge, huge support. Like they would invite me to their school and show me like how they did their Halloween event. Um, they would, yeah, they would definitely, you know, pray for me. Um, and I invited one of the sisters to talk to the catechists, um, you know, because we did not get to have like a teacher's retreat or anything like that. Um, but that was really nice of them, you know, to mm-hmm. to be there for me and be my support. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And what did that look like on terms of still having your full-time job? Um, I just really, really had to be good at time management. Like, um, so I was, you know, working remotely, which really helped. So I was working remotely from home for like a year and a half. And then um, the DRE thing, I think because it was also online for the, you know, for a good chunk of the time. Um, yeah, it was just having really, really good time management skills and making sure that everyone is where they needed to be on their Zoom calls. And yeah, so it was, I think it was just God. Honestly, I don't know how I did it. Yeah, totally. Is there any kind of takeaway from that time in your life? I think it really helped me to just lean on God um, more than I had before. It was, yeah, probably like one of the most hardest times in my life. And um, yeah, I really don't think I could have done it without him. Like I just, yeah, it, it, I think it actually um, at one point brought me to a really low point in my faith where mm. I didn't. Well, one, I didn't have time to pray. And then I was always late to mass because I was oh, attending to these yeah. kids. Um, um, and it was during the pandemic too. So, you know, I didn't get access to the Blessed Sacrament if I wanted, you know, like it's not something that I was, read- it wasn't readily available for me. Um, but yeah, I think throughout it all, like he definitely did carry me through it. And so, yeah, I guess the biggest thing is just lean on him. He will definitely, you know, lighten my burdens and he will carry me through it that i think goes back to show that even if you work in the church like it doesn't mean that everything's like so great oh and my gosh, your faith no. is easy all the time no. yeah yeah i have a lot of respect for people who do this full-time yeah. yeah and it reminds me how you know god doesn't call the qualified he qualifies the called mm, that's beautiful yeah definitely very true yeah because i feel that doing this i'm like <laughs> why should I be hosting this podcast or making this community? So yeah, you know, like you just, you kind of just figure it out. Going back to your community in New Jersey, has that changed at all? Have you seen your relationships evolve with people and their faith and just the group that you're able to bond with? Yeah. Yeah. So the Korean community in New Jersey, they, well, I think I was definitely wearing some, goggles and I was not seeing them out of love like I was Mm. seeing I was definitely being really prideful I was like oh you don't have the knowledge that I have you don't have the formation that I had and um so I think I saw myself as like 
higher than them. And I was like spiritually more mature than them. Um, but, you know, um, opening myself up and giving some things a try. For example, we have a Bible study going on right now. And uh, yeah, we go through like Book of Genesis and Exodus. And now I'm soon going to be doing book, uh, Gospel of Mark. And um, yeah, seeing them in that different environment um, and hearing about their stories and their background and their formation, um, it really opened my eyes, like really not judge them with pride, but, you know, with love instead. It's definitely getting better. You know, people are coming, starting to come back to the church. More and more young adult activities are going on and they're trying to incorporate more prayerful things. So they have like a prayer meeting every week. They go and do more like inter-parish things. There are just a lot of Korean immigrants over there. So there's a, a bunch of different churches and we're trying to bring them all together. We had a praise night, which is wonderful. Beautiful. Yeah. So definitely big improvements there. And I'm I think it was just the change of my change of heart that I went through to see them, you know, the way that they actually are and the way that God sees them. So definitely a big change there. Yeah, that's really beautiful. And I think it also speaks to the power and transformative power of having a community. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I think at first when I was a DRE, when I first came back and saw um, in my own eyes, you know, a faithless uh, community and I felt like I didn't belong um, it definitely wasn't true. And it was definitely, you know, God working through all these different people who wanted to bring the community to life. And yeah, and we're, we're making it work. Awesome. I love it. And in terms of your family life, I know that there's always difficult. There's been a little bit of difficulties of like schedules, cars, work. <laughs> How do we get to mass? What mass do we go to? And like, I feel like you're kind of holding it together. You're holding down the fort a little bit for the family. I guess you could say that a little bit. Um, yeah, because we are immigrants and my parents do not speak English. And I, the main reason why I wanted to come back to this area after graduation was so that I could support them. Um, and God, you know, definitely gifted me with this job that is able to, you know, help support the family. So yeah, with the car situation, oh my goodness, during the pandemic, we had one car and we had four people in the house who drive and I had to get to church when we, you know, when we were brought back after, you know, the pandemic got a little bit better. Yeah. My mom had to drive my dad to work in the morning. She would use it during the day for her job. She would have to go pick him up after, after, you know, at the end of the day. And yeah, we would, you know, I would be stuck at home. I, I was working remotely, but you know, being in, in the suburbs without a car, you're kind of stuck and you can't go anywhere. And my brother, same thing. And so I got fed up with it and I did some research and now I bought my family another car that I rarely drive, but it's a nice car. I like, I like it and it definitely gives more freedom. And, you know, with that, I'm able to you know give rights to people who need it. And yeah, I guess God made it work. No, it's awesome. Yeah, it's interesting the things that like, we can give to God, like even of just needing a car in your family. Yeah. Yeah. He definitely provided us with like the right timing when they, you know, with the automotive industry going kind of nuts during like right after the pandemic, Yeah, everything was so expensive. The dealerships were not nice people, <laughs> um, <laughs> but it worked out and we have two cars now and I'm able to drive it and come see you. So I know. I love great. it. Welcome to Queens, New York. So then you work at a bank. Mm hmm. And I'm curious how faith and work are related in your life in that aspect, in that industry, specifically the way that looks for you. Yeah, um, I think that part I'm a little 
honestly embarrassed about because I, as much as I want to evangelize and, you know, be that unapologetic Catholic and kind of radiate that to anybody and be that radical disciple of Christ, I'm not able to do that at work. I am sorry, God. I cannot. <laughs> well, I mean, here's right the thing. Now. Like, there, I, the, way I, the reason I said specifically to you is like, here's the thing. I don't necessarily think you have to be shouting it from the rooftops that you're a Catholic to That's have true. there be a relationship between mm-hmm. your faith and work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It could be literally just like doing your job with excellence for the glory of God. That's true. I do try to do that. I think that's the main reason why for my Lent, I try to pray before I go in, before starting work. Because when I was working remotely, it's like I wake up in my pajamas. I would sign into my computer. That's literally oh, yeah. right by my bed. Oh, yeah. So, I've done yeah. that way too many times. <laughs> way too many. <laughs> yeah. So I think um, in that regard, yes, um, I do try to bring my faith into my work and making sure that I do a good job um, for the glory of God. And kind of, I think part of me, like I, I try to do more than I need to so that I can make my coworkers job a little bit easier or like try to help them, you know, go a step further and reach out to them. And in that regard, yeah. But like I said before, I was not able to, nobody knows in my team that I'm Catholic, that I'm, you know, a practicing Catholic like this. I actually, when we started going back into the office, I do try to wear things that are, you know, like my Miracles medal, mm-hmm. my rosary ring. I don't think they know what that is. So I don't think that really makes a big difference. But well, um, it's A, probably possible that graces could be imparted through that, especially mm-hmm. if it's blessed. Mm-hmm. And B, you never know. Like maybe they're just not saying anything either. I literally look for that. I'm like, oh, do they have like a cross necklace? We could be friends. <laughs> yeah. It's like my symbol, like, yes, we're going to be buds at work. That's true. That's true. So people in the know would know. That's true. Yeah. Maybe someone will look at the necklace that I'm wearing and be like, hey, you too. Yeah. Or like I have um, like a Mary statue behind me when I'm working remotely in the background and no one's brought it up yet. But one day, if someone mentions it to me, I will be happy to tell them about Mary. That's true. Mm -hmm. And a mirror that kind of looks like a monstrance. And it did take a Catholic person to say, I like your mirror. It looks like a monstrance. And I was like, you know what's up. (laughs) That's why I bought it. If anyone's wondering, it just means that it's circular with beans right made out. And genuinely, I'm really glad to have that perspective because it's just like, I'm sure there are other people who are listening who are like, yeah, you know, like, uh, I feel kind of bad about it, but it's not really something I feel like I'd be open about at work. Yeah, I think it just comes out of fear, though, that like, oh, they're going to judge me. Oh, they're going to see me a little differently. Um, So that's why I think I feel a little guilty about it. Well, I also legitimately have had plenty of moments where like I'm interviewing for jobs right now and it's like should I what are they gonna think when they see it on my LinkedIn that I have like this community for Christian businesswomen mm. and like is that gonna hurt my chances of getting a job should I change my title should it go on my resume like yeah it's it's like one of those things you deal with as a person of faith. yeah but I did leave it and I was like okay I'm at the end of the day, yeah, thank you. I was like, at the end of the day, like, if they're not going to hire me because of that, I mean, technically, legally, they can't discriminate on, yeah, you know, right. religion. People do. Mm-hmm. So after college, just going back, you had this community. You were really a big part of your community in New Jersey. What kept you going? Like, what kept you involved in the faith? I think the biggest thing was when my priest asked me to be the DRE, and I just saw a very big need. I don't want to say that like, you know, they needed me, Um, but (laughs) 
it just definitely God formed me the way that he did. And he gave me all the things that I needed to be equipped um, somewhat to to be there for the kids, to minister to their needs. Seeing their reactions, seeing them grow in their faith and seeing them be excited to come to Mass and be excited to get confirmed, be excited to receive the Eucharist for the first time, just being in witness of that is so, so big and so life-changing. And even though I did take a break for a year, it was them who brought me back to volunteering again this year. So I am teaching confirmation again. Um, wow. I wanted to teach 11th and 12th grade because I taught them two years ago and I didn't want them to leave. You know what? You know, that's what a lot of students do. They're like, I got confirmed. I'm done. I'm like, no, you're not. No, you're not. This is just the start. Like you're finally an adult. So uh, I wanted to teach them, but, you know, they needed another confirmation teacher. So I'll be doing that. But yeah, it was definitely seeing Christ in these, these young um, that definitely kept me going and they're the ones who brought me back to serving. Have any of the kids reached out to you and had like a little story of like, oh, thank you so much, Miss Han? Yeah. <laughs> um, not necessarily, but one girl did ask me to be her sponsor for confirmation last year. And I'm taking a bunch of students, not a bunch, uh, they need to get permission from their parents, but I'm trying to go to NCYC this year in November, the National Catholic the Conference Youth Conference. Trip. Yeah. In Indianapolis. So we'll see if that works out. I really hope so. A Not- brave endeavor. <laughs> Traveling with lots of students. I don't think it would be lots of students, honestly. I think a lot of them um, having, you know, tiger moms, they're not going to be able to miss school to go to that. Um, okay. But, you know, God will provide them. Even if it's like four or five kids, I'm completely fine just taking them and mm-hmm. um, it would be great. Oh, that's so fun. Okay. So do you still feel like a weird kid? Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Me too. I just try to hang out with more weird kids then. That's true. That's true. I do feel more at ease with other weirdos like you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh, I love it. All right. Well, that's not the most fun way I've ever ended a podcast. Thank you. <laughs> We're all weirdos. <laughs> Amen. All right. Thanks, Isabel. <laughs> thanks, Lauren. Well, fancy seeing you here. I love your dedication to listening to every second. So I've got an insider tip for you. Sign up for the email list with the link in the description and subscribe to Rise and Come Alive today. I'll drop surprise episodes and you will be the first to know. My way to say thank you.